This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce. Hump day. Hump. Hump day? No, hump deuce. It's a hump deuce. Hump deuce. Hump deuce. I like that. Nuggets will not. Nuggets never die. That's that's what it is. We can't get rid of these guys. They won't die. You know, and the funny thing. And I'm is, actually proud of myself. This is. I'm not surprised. Finally. You know. I guess not. I'm not surprised <laughs> by what happened tonight. I'm amazed, but I'm not surprised. And the, the the thing is, is I was thinking about this is, so Nuggets win game three last night, 114-106 in fairly dominant fashion other than a late run by the Lakers. But I was thinking about this as they were about to melt down and, you know, just throughout the game, how we just keep talking about how eventually the Lakers are going to win or eventually Denver is going to lose. Um, and, and. By all means, the Lakers are still going to win this series and go to the finals, and I still think win a championship. And in about a week, we're probably going to forget about the Nuggets. So we should probably just appreciate how ridiculous what we're watching is from this team. I mean, I always just keep talking about how, God, they're going to lose eventually, or God, they're they're the future eventually they're going to be good and this is it's just wild what they're doing and not really appreciating like it's crazy that they just keep sticking around and every time you count them out they just they keep doing what they do the other thing the other way to look at it is like uh, as a precursor to the possibility of a super dominant team for the next five years I mean, if they keep these pieces together, they're going to be back in the Western Conference Finals. I don't know that they'll ever be super dominant. Um, super consistently good. <laughs> I don't know what to make of them. I, I mean, just like, don't, I don't I, know. I, 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 we've said it so many times, if Michael Porter Jr. becomes what he could become, this team's going to be sure. a mainstay in the Western Conference Finals. Well, yeah, if he if he reaches his potential, then we're talking about something totally different. Um, yeah, that's that's for sure. But just gotta, right, but, they but, also but, must. They got to sign Jeremy Grant long term as well. He is so good. I guess. I mean, you texted me during the game, and we've talked about it a few times. He's going to get paid, but how much do you pay the guy? I mean, Jeremy Grant scored twenty six points. So th- let's also caveat the game three win with they won by eight. And Jeremy Grant had 26 points. So they barely squeaked out this win when you consider that he had 26 and Michael Porter Jr. and Monte, Monte Murray, Monte Murray, Monte Morris had uh, 
23 points combined. Morris looked great also. He's been really good for them the whole the whole playoffs. But he's just solid. But he's 26 solid. points from Jeremy Grant, you're never getting that again. Not not in this playoffs. Like that's a one time a playoff. In this in this series, maybe not. yeah. No, in this playoffs. Down the road you no, might get it again. No, 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 but, in this playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. This I is you. like a once in a playoffs thing for him, maybe. Like he's not a that's just not what he does. And you win by eight. Yeah. In that zone, that so the Lakers went to the zone. The Lakers struggled all game. They really did. They just didn't look. They looked kind of out of it. Their offense is so stagnant. Look at this. They had 16 turnovers. 13 of the turnovers were from LeBron, AD, and Rondo. And the reason for that is you just know what they're doing. You know what's going to happen every time. Unless it's transition, they're going to come down. It's going to be an ISO for LeBron, AD. It's going to be a... LeBron AD or LeBron and somebody else pick and roll. And if Rondo's in, it's going to be a, a Rondo LeBron or a Rondo AD pick and roll. There's just not a lot of ball movement. It, it, it's why Denver totally shut down their offense tonight other than LeBron and AD, who had 57 combined. Which which ultimately we've said all along, that's that's how they're going to have to win. But Right. I mean, if, if you get 57 from those two, you really want to win that game. You know, it's like... I guess. It's just... Somebody else has to score, though. I mean, jeez. Danny Green. Danny Green's been brutally, brutally bad. Kyle Kuzma has been underwhelming to me. I wanted to ask you, how uh, does yeah, he look? I have to you? some pretty strong thoughts on Kyle Kuzma. Let's talk about the game because <laughs> I, Kuzma. I, I want to get. I yeah. actually have a thought on Kuzma's future. Um, they need to play Dwight earlier. I think. I I know he gets in foul trouble, but they got out rebounded. Let me pull the box score up again. The, the Lakers got out-rebounded 44-25. Anthony Davis had two rebounds. And also, 44-25 and LeBron had 10 rebounds. That means the rest of the team had 15 rebounds. AD had two rebounds. He didn't get a rebound until the fourth quarter. But when Dwight was in the game, they only got out-rebounded 10-9. And I specifically remember one of the rebounds coming off of a missed Dwight free throw. And in the first half, Jokic had 15 points. When Dwight was in the game, he only had two. Mm, but he didn't come in until eight minutes left in the second quarter. I, I wasn't really sure what the deal was. I don't know if it was like... I know that's kind of how the rotation's always been, but when you have a guy who's picking up your energy and being disruptive and playing the way he's playing, I never thought I'd say this, but I think they got to go to Dwight earlier. Maybe even consider starting him. Just, just to not fall into these lulls. Because you know he brings the energy, and and ultimately at the end of the game you're going to take him out anyway. So if he, he they mentioned it on the broadcast, which is the one non idiotic thing Reggie Miller and Chris Webber said the whole game, which is his fouls are there for him to use them. You're not trying to play him 48 minutes. So if he's going to get in foul trouble, he's going to get in trouble, foul trouble. But like both times Dwight came out of the game, the next possession they went to Jokic and Jokic made a shot. He just seems so much more comfortable attacking Anthony Davis for some reason. Maybe he doesn't like broad shoulders. Dwight's got those shoulders, shoulders are something else. That, those, I mean, that is you're talking about boulder shoulders. Dwight Howard has boulder shoulders. Hi, um, Daddy. I didn't need that, but <laughs> but uh, Fuck, it's, it's been getting me every time with that soundbite. Those shoulders, something. But maybe yeah, it I mean, really is a strength thing for Jokic. Maybe like I mean, because you, I, I gotta think like just the physical like presence of Dwight Howard is a lot more. Than and he Anthony also D- Dwight has to his credit, he has taken the, he has 
taken on the role of annoying defensive pest in this series. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is an incredible defensive player. Obviously, a lot of people wanted him to be defensive player of the year. But he's not he's not an energy defensive player. Like he he's just a great defensive player who's long, he's great help side, he blocks shots, he gets in passing lanes and stuff like that. But he's not out there trying to disrupt Jokic and get, you know, get up in his face and be annoying. When Dwight's in there, it, it clearly it frustrates Jokic. And to so, that end, it still didn't really matter because they controlled they I mean they, they control the Lakers all game. It's just that the Lakers offense was awful. ESPN has Anthony Davis listed at 253 pounds. I don't right. think there's any shot. I think I'm. I think be, before uh, COVID nineteen, I weighed more than Anthony Davis. <laughs> I was about two ten. I was like two eleven. So yeah. So they've got Dwight Howard at two sixty five. There's just no way that's the only. Oh, by the way, I, that doesn't. That, that sounded like I got COVID nineteen. I, I didn't get COVID nineteen <laughs> and lose a bunch of weight. I just. Right, you just. I just lost weight during apartment. the quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, there's no way he's 253. So, yeah, no, I totally What's, buy what's what Dwight saying. listed yeah. at? That's what I'm saying, 265. There's no oh, way. Oh, I didn't hear tw- you say that. There's no way he's 12, <laughs> no only way. 12 pounds. Yeah. No way, that's, dude. No yeah. way. That's, yeah, it's false. Uh, he has put on weight, a little bit of weight, but not. he's not Dwight's weight. Yeah, no, so I'm either not saying, the, yeah. So either AD is 250 and Dwight's 300, or AD is <laughs> more like 225. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, something like that. I mean, I just know that there's at least a 20 pound difference there. It's definitely not 12 pounds. Yeah. Um, but okay. to your point, yeah, I think Jokic probably just he has that. He just feels that physical presence of Dwight Howard and it's bothering him a little bit. Yeah, I'll be interested to see in game four. If Vogel either goes to Dwight really early or if he goes to that three two, Weber called it a one two two. It was like a one two two three two where Rondo was playing in the middle of the, the – he was the one in the middle of the zone, and it, and it crushed Denver early yeah. in the fourth quarter. Just crushed them. They couldn't do anything with that zone. And we Rondo, should say for, Rondo was for all any, over the place, man. Mm-hmm. For anyone that missed that game, the Nuggets really almost did have a truly bad meltdown in oh, that it was fourth bad. quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they had six straight possessions with turnovers. The Lakers cut it to, to what, six at one point? Mm-hmm. They only they won by eight. Only one by eight. Yeah, they only yeah. lost no, by eight. I guess. I, they were down twenty to start that fourth quarter and uh, gave the Nuggets their absolute best punch. And to the Nuggets' credit, they hung on. Yeah. And Jeremy Grant, hero. Or I mean, Jamal Murray also. He's some so, of those shots. Some of those shots he makes. So good. Like he, man. When he's one of those players that when he's that hot, you know those ridiculous shots are going in. Uh, I think he had that step back. Probably his final three-pointer of the game was just one of those high-arcing flicks. And when it, oh, released, it was crazy. It, it's like, oh, that's yeah, when that's I texted it. you about TNT's broadcast just consistently being bad tonight. Because they went to a replay to praise that shot, and they played the wrong shot. I was going to – I damn it. I, I saw that. I was like, I don't think that was as high-arcing no, as No, it wasn't. Because, no, no, no. Yeah, Br- Brian, Brian Anderson, I think is his name, he, he mentioned it. He goes, oh, I think it was the next one after that. I was yeah. like, yeah, okay. it was. That's not the right play that you're trying to talk about. See, They're, I think oof. the reason I'm less annoyed by these broadcasts is because my volume's way down. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, I mean, that's that probably the way it. to do it. But then how do I get, like, I mean, if I if I don't listen to it with the sound on, how do I get stuff like, I love his pity pack. You know? And that's and that's why you're the MVP of this podcast, because you're, oh, uh, you're yeah. willing to endure among, among many Reggie other Miller reasons. and Chris Webber. 
that's the main one, but there's some other stuff. Um, yeah, I just think. So this is what it is. I mean, this is how it goes, right? Nuggets win a game. Lakers will almost. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to channel Chuck. I'm going to guarantee they win game four because that's what the Nuggets do, right? They go down 3-1, and then let's see. Can they do it again? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any shot in hell. But uh, they clearly have figured out defensively how to guard the Lakers because the Lakers' offense looks terrible, and they need to do something because, I'll say it again, the Celtics and the Heat are both better than the Nuggets, I think. At least defense, you know they are. So this stagnant one-on-one all ISO and pick and roll, no ball movement. I just, a part of it is the guys that are in the game with him are just not great. I mean, you're talking about either guys like a Rondo or you're talking about a guy like Rondo or Caruso to a lesser extent who are energy ball handling type guys, or you're talking about KCP, Danny Green, Kuzma, who are essentially just literally catch and shoot guys. And not even that great of catch and shoot guys right now, other than KCP, who's played great in the playoffs. So that I don't know what the answer is. They the probably the answer is they keep going ISO, one on one, and just ride two of the top five players in the NBA to the finals. Right. I mean that's just that double edged sword. You have two of the top two of the top five players in the league, and uh, just the way the salary cap works, your bench is going to struggle. Or well. There's the risk of that, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, you paid Danny Green. Sucked. You, you paid Danny Green fifteen million dollars, so you, you you hope you get a little bit something more out of him. Yeah, um, it just sucks for the Lakers to get fifty seven out of their their two big guns and uh, and not get a win there. Yeah, um, can uh, you believe? So, we, oh, good. There's not that Anthony Davis uh, buzzer beater that this is two one Nuggets. I mean, that is crazy. Two rebounds, dude. Two yeah, rebounds that's, from that's Anthony really Davis. Really concerning. That's criminal. No blocks. Uh, was he gassed? He wasn't that active. He wasn't that active. On, on... He looked gassed at the end. They they he, mentioned it. Yeah. Well, everyone kind of did, but he looked pretty tired. He looked really tired. He's and and on offense, like I I understand that he is a great. I mean, he's a good mid range player, but he's now he's like almost embraced too much of like he, I'm a wing guy, wing hybrid type player. He's a lot of a lot of like floaters and pull ups off the dribble. Yeah tough shots that he's trying to just mm. like force. They got to figure out, I guess, a way to, which is tough because they've honed in on LeBron and AD, but figure out a way to get him some easier shots. It, it's not, I, mean, I don't know, not, not great. I, I'm not, I just, I'm not concerned about it. They're going to, I mean, they're probably going to win the next two games, but uh, 13 of the 16 turnovers between those three guys, I think is very indicative of, and also, the, the Nuggets took 29 free throws. They're fouling a lot. But here's the Kuzma thing. They need to trade him. I think they have to trade him now while his value is high. And this is, and I, I don't, Kuzma's not a bad player. He's not. He's fine. He, and he has potential to be really good. I just, he doesn't fit on this team. He, he really doesn't. And he's your only really valuable piece to a, a team that the roster is essentially going to be the same here other than like moving veterans in and out because you don't have money. 
and he's only making three and a half million next year or whatever it is. So it's not a lot. You'd have to probably package him and Danny Green, who makes 15 million. But I think you could get a team to give you a valuable piece or two, like veterans that fit better. Like I was looking at, um, I was looking at the Pistons. Tony Snell, if he opts in, he's making $11 million, which I, I think he's probably going to opt in, although I guess maybe he could get more. But uh, I think you could do like – the numbers didn't couldn't, – I couldn't work out the numbers because Trade Machine is not updated to next year's contracts. But like Kuzma and, and Danny Green for Derrick Rose and Tony Snell – uh, like something I, I along those lines. Like if you're if you're the Pistons, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, you're not you're not building your future around Derrick Rose. You're not going to be good next year. Um, and Kuzma's a nice young piece that you can put with Sekou Demboya and whoever else is on that team. Luke Kennard. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like I think there's and and I think Derrick Rose would be great for the Lakers. Tony Snell is arguably gives you exactly what Kuzma's giving you right now, a guy who just stands on the perimeter and shoots. He's a better shooter. Probably be one of the best shooters on their team. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I, 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 Kuzma just doesn't fit. It just doesn't. Yeah. The only reason you wouldn't do it for the Lakers is just because you don't know what Kuzma's ceiling is, but I don't think that's enough of a reason. You don't not have, to do but that you trade. can't worry about that right now. Yeah, I know, you, especially you, you, with you have, LeBron at 35 exactly. years old. Exactly. You're, you're, right now, you're all in on winning titles with LeBron and AD. Yeah. You can't yeah. worry. Like, here's the thing. You kind of have an idea for most players what their ceiling, what their real ceiling is, or or what it isn't. Kuzma is not a franchise player ever. I agree. You know, so you can't be afraid to move off of him if it's going to make your team better for a championship run in the next two years. And, and and this is also not saying that they're not winning this year. And this is not a reactionary thing off of this game because he didn't play. I mean, he, he ended up with like eleven points. He mm-hmm. just doesn't look like he fits. I've never thought this year that he looked like he fits. He's obviously been impacted by not playing a ton of minutes, and even when he's in, he's sort of out of position because he's not a three. He's a he's a stretch four. Uh, so I think he's a valuable player around the league still because he's young and he had a great first year or two that you get some value for him. I just... And you can't, and even if they win a title, I would move him because to if you wanted to win another title next year, you still got to get better because everyone else is going to get better. Mm-hmm. So that that's my thing with him. It's not a, it's not really that much of a knock on him. It's just a knock on how he fits with the team. Yeah, I, I was going to say I, I said earlier that he's he's underwhelming, but I think you're spot on. It's just not a good fit. Um, I don't think he's a bad player. I just think he's young and yeah. yeah. I mean, he just he yeah, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Or it hasn't worked, because you need. A, I mean, if he was, if he was what everyone anticipated him being with this team right now, they wouldn't be losing. They would be no, yeah. Like he, he's supposed to be their. He's supposed to be their third guy by, yeah. by a lot, and he's just and and right he now looks it's like, for, he looks it's like another him. guy right now. Is yeah. what he looks like. Oh well, that brings me. Oh, I'm glad you just said that. That's great. That's a great segue. Did it um, on purpose. The the phrase the others, or others has officially jumped the shark in on TNT broadcasts. I don't want to hear it anymore. It's a Shaq thing. So this is a Shaq's thing, right? When he's talking about teams that have stars, he talks about how the others, the others have to step up. 
Reggie Miller must have said the others 40 times on this broadcast and not just referring to the Lakers, referring to the Nuggets. Like anytime Jeremy Grant, the others. TNT made a graphic for bench scoring that was titled the others. It's probably because it's Reggie Miller saying it and he's just so annoying, but it's just stupid. Like they're not all the others. The Nuggets don't have like Jokic and Murray are are their stars, but we're not talking about Jokic and Murray like LeBron and AD and the others. The Nuggets are known for being like a deep, talented team. This isn't. We're not talking about just random bums. Like they have a good team. Right. Stop calling they, it. Every, they, everyone is not the others. This is a right. this is a term Shaq uses to reference teams like, you know. The Lakers, and essentially, you know, like the others have to get involved. And it is sort of a knock on the other guys not being like on that level. He used it. He used it so he used it so many times in the broadcast. Every time someone other than Jokic, Murray, LeBron or AD scored, he the others. I'm glad I missed most of that. I mean, everything Reggie Miller really says annoys me. So that doesn't surprise me. But yeah, it really is just kind of like a slight to really solid role players on the Nuggets team. You know what I mean? Like Jeremy Grant is a championship. He's proving to be a championship level role player. Mm-hmm. And to just lump him in with the others, it's like, that's lazy. It's just I mean, lazy. I get, I get the concept, but I just, it's over. Yeah, just, you don't have to overuse it. But it's Reggie. That's like him it's and, Reggie, Reggie Miller and Chris Webber, literally, I think what they do every broadcast now, they just listen to the pregame and they listen to halftime and they listen to one thing that Chuck or Shaq says and then they repeat it over and over throughout the game. Chris Webber was crushing Anthony Davis for not being a, an assertive scorer. The guy who is averaging 30 points a game in the playoffs and That's averages 30 points a game in the playoffs for his career. Like, oh, okay, so you heard Charles Barkley go off about him last game. So now you're going to say the same thing? Just come on. Anyways, 2-1. That series is 2-1 now. I think it's going to be 4-1. I'm sticking with the gentleman's sweep. Okay. I think the the Nuggets get another game somewhere. And I'm. if this thing goes 7, I'm not going to be surprised. <laughs> because I already said the Nuggets, nothing the Nuggets do here will surprise me unless be, they win the series in I, which case i'll be fucking shocked i shouldn't be surprised but i will still be surprised i will still be absolutely surprised game um, game f- game uh game four is on thursday here's what we need we need the lakers to win game four to set up another three one like you mentioned earlier we gotta uh, it, see yeah, the yeah, nuggets it, have another assuming, shot three assume, one thing assuming the lakers win I, i'm all in on the nuggets it, it would just be mm-hmm. it would be so cool uh, some news, big news, surprise, sort of surprise. I think surprising news yesterday. Billy Donovan is the new head coach of the Chicago Bulls, and initially, I was going to use this as another chance to sort of crush Sam Presti because it was like, man, Billy Donovan chooses to leave your organization to go to the Bulls and be and rebuild. But I forgot. The Bulls recently they fired Gar Paxson or Gar Gar Paxson, Gar Foreman. They reassigned Paxson and they hired. I'm gonna try Arturus 
Karnishovas. I don't think that's how you say his name. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I, I watched. A, I actually watched a video earlier to try to get the pronunciation down, but I forgot what it. So I, I think it's Karnishovas or something like that. Either way, he was the GM of this Nuggets team. He's been with the Nuggets since 2013. They hired him as the president of Bass Operations, vice president of Bass Operations. So, new guy running Bass Operations, new head coach, young team, still have an idiot owner, but maybe he put maybe if he puts he's Carney Shovas has a good reputation. He's supposed to be a good young GM. I think he's still in his forties. Billy Donovan's young, ish, fifty-five. It's a lot more interesting than I initially thought. I mean, I, I think most people will probably assume like, hey, Billy Donovan's going to go to uh, Philly or Indy or he, he, he figured he would go to more of an established team. And that's why he left the Thunder because the Thunder clearly headed towards a rebuild. Now he's going to another re- less of a rebuild because they have some pieces, but still a rebuild. It's a really young team. Uh. What do you think of the roster? I've got it pulled up right here. There's... So they way overpaid Auto Porter, obviously. Yeah, that's the one thing that's jumping out. I've got their Spotrack page up here. Um, that so, so here's the thing about them. They have no flexibility. So the, what you see is what you're getting next year. Uh, they're going to be over the tax, or, or they're going to be over the cap, but they won't be in the tax. So they'll have their mid level, full mid level, which is like ten million, and then the biannual, which is like a five. So th- they'll be able to bring in, you know some role players if they need to. Um, They have the fourth pick in the draft. So there's that. I would love to see them make a move there with that fourth pick in the draft to hell yeah. To any, I mean, Brad Beal. I mean, who, who's out, who's, who's like rumored. I don't know, but like trade out of it. You you have Zach Levine, right? You have Larry Markkinen. That's the player. I think, I think Larry Markkinen can be a star. Legitimate. I love his game. Yeah, he's um, super talented. Yeah, for sure. And he's only 22. So I think he's the type of player by 25. He he takes a, a huge step forward. And uh, I know I'm a lot higher on him than a lot of people. I just I love his game. He's really good. He's really good. Uh, Zach Levine is offensively. He's he's as talented as m- most guys you're going to see. I mean, he is. He's he's played in Minnesota and Chicago. So he doesn't get much attention other than being a, the, like a dunk contest mm-hmm. freak, which he is, but he is super talented, dude. And, and listen, he came to, when I was in Charlotte, he, he worked out for us. That dude was a super competitor. Like a lot of these guys that are, that know they're going to be lottery picks come into those workouts. They want to look good. And, also, I guess there's the caveat that they were working out for the Hornets. So maybe I think some guys probably tanked their workouts to as to not look good, which I think is mm-hmm. a thing. Because I think that happened in Memphis too uh, when I was there. But he competed his ass off in every single drill. He wanted to win everything. And I was like, damn, man, this kid wants awesome. it. I love shit like that. Um, he was really impressive to me, like everything. I think also part of it was he like like most a lot of you guys he wore Jay and I think he just wanted to he's like oh my god MJ's watching me play I want to yeah he he he, he uh, it was interesting so I love I I really like him 
I love Kobe White. I don't know what his ceiling is, but I love Kobe White. I loved him in college. Mm-hmm. I, so they have three guys that are really fun pieces. Wendell Carter's okay. He, I, he he's a solid see, player. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they could move. The problem is, is you're going to have to move the fourth pick, future picks, and probably one of those three guys if you want to get a really good player. Like if mm-hmm. you want to get a Brad Beal or a franchise level player, an Oladipo, maybe like something like that, you're going to have to move off one of those guys. Which see, I, I maybe it's worth. I don't. I do not. I think they. You got to use that fourth pick on best available player simply it's a bad because, draft, or it's an unknown draft. I shouldn't say bad because somebody will be good. But I just think that the pieces that we're talking about are so exciting. Markkinen's twenty two, Kobe White's nineteen, Zach Levine's still only twenty four, Wendell Carter Jr.'s only twenty. Like, I just don't know if bringing Brad Beal, like the timing, is right for the peak of Brad Beal's career and these guys being able to like really go after make a deep run in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but the problem is how old's Brad Beal at like 26, 27. Yeah. He's yeah. mid to late twenties. My only problem is eventually just like with all these teams, you have to stop just drafting guys every year and you have to go out and get players. And right now legit free agents, not auto Porter, but like legit big name free agents are not going to go to Chicago. They're not going there. Right. So what do you have to do? You got to trade for a star if you don't draft your star. And not saying that these guys are not stars, but I'm not convinced that any one of those guys, as much as I like them, is the number one guy on a championship team. I'm not saying Brad Beal is, but he's. I think That's he's kind of what I'm. Yeah, I think he's closer. Look, he's I, definitely like, closer. Like to me, right now, you know what Brad Beal is. Brad Beal is an elite wing scorer, and he he's just a. I, I would call him a great player, right, in okay. this league. Mm-hmm. And if he's what's he what how old is he? Twenty seven. So so he's gonna be in his prime for another five years. If you're telling me like I can have Kobe White for ten years, and maybe he'll get to that level, or I can have Brad Beal for five years, and he's definitely gonna be in that level. Like the odds of you getting somebody at the fourth pick in this year's draft that's as good as Brad Beal, very slim. It just a even if there is a player that's as good as Brad Beal. Or whoever, I'm just using Brad Beal as an example. Yeah. But even if you can find a oh, player yeah. is that's that good in this draft, you're not guaranteed to even get him with that fourth pick. So if you if you can, yeah, lock you're, you're in, kind of swaying me. You're swaying me. Yeah, I guess. I I think we're so conditioned. We're, I, you just like young players so much, you forget a guy that's 27 year old. 27 years old still has a ton of time left to be an elite player. Yeah. Um. And I yeah maybe 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 that's the move. I, I mean, look I at the know. east, I just man. Think... Look at the east, dude. Like, you're just a player or two away in the east. Any team from being legitimately competitive. Uh, True. So I don't know if, if if you're a Bulls fan listening to this podcast, I think you're you got to be pretty excited for the next five years that they have. Now, I like the pieces. Now I will say this: we really still don't know how good Billy Donovan is as a head coach in the NBA. Very true. But because I think he's a really, really good coach. I, I'm, who was I think, I think in, he's done a good job with the situation he's been handed, which is a sort of a revolving yeah. door, a roster that's been a revolving door since he got there. He came to a team that he was anticipating coaching 
a top 10 player in the history of the NBA for a long time. And he lost him after one year. Uh, and then you're stuck with Russ. And then, th then this year, and he did a great job this year, but you could probably put that, that's a probably a 50, 50 split between him and Chris, what that team did. Mm -hmm. So now, all right, it, Joey, write this down. Sorry to cut you off. I know we're going to do an episode eventually on when over-unders for win totals come out. I'm hammering the over on the Bulls next year for, for total wins. I'm excited about this team all of a sudden. I mean, I, all I, the, the thing I'll say is they, they're headed in the right direction culturally, which is a big deal because that organization's been a mess for a, since pretty much since they got rid of Tom Thibodeau. They, they, yeah. They've been a, they've been a mess. So but that Derek, the Derek Rose injury was just a yeah, cr it crippled the them. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And there's, yeah, there's no saying that they would have won a title or even been a championship team, but yeah, I mean that, that sort of differently, for sure. but still, I mean, even without Derek Rose, they were still a good competitive team for a while. Like Jimmy Butler emerged and they were still winning games and they were never the same, but yeah, that, that ruined them. The one thing this just continues a trend that I, I just, you know, it is what it is, but so two hirings are so far, right? Steve Nash and Billy Donovan. Mm -hmm. One has never coached before. One has never been an assistant coach before. He came straight from college. Billy Donovan. There's, you know, they, they, supposedly they interviewed Steven Silas, Jamal Mosley, Dan Craig from the Heat. Jamal Mosley, Steven Silas are from Dallas. Kenny Atkinson, who is a former head coach. Uh, Jaron Collins, Ime Udoka, who's with your Sixers. So on and so Wes Unsell Jr. is from the Nuggets. These guys aren't going to get jobs. Like, when do these guys get chances? Like, guy, they, like, it always happens. Retreads. N not that Billy Donovan's the wrong choice. I, I, like I said, I think it's. I think it's a good. It's. It's a. It's a coup for them. I think. But uh, it just sucks, man. Because a lot of these guys on that list will probably never get a shot. And I think they just get interviews just because that's what's supposed to happen. I think it sucks yeah. because I really want Steven Silas to get a job, and I always see him on every list, and I don't think he'll ever get a job. But, eh. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you, you know the business a lot more than me, and I I mean, from everything you say, it's it's brutal, and it's cutthroat, and it's depressing sometimes. I mean, it sucks. I mean, these guys, like, Steven's always on the list, but, like, Darvin Ham, he's on the list every year. Ime Udoka's on the list every year. Kenny Atkinson was on the list every year. He finally got his shot, and then he got fired. For a guy, Steve Nash, who's never coached before. Uh, all right, real quick. Well, I don't know, not super quick, but Celtics Heat tonight. Finally, uh, game four. Celtics are favorites. By the way, Jimmy Butler was asked about the thing that I've been harping on with him. He, got some sound. Yeah, got some sound. I wanted to ask you, guys like Tim Legler, who say you need to be more aggressive looking for your shot early in games, do you think there's any merit to that, or, or do you think you are approaching this exactly the way this team needs it? Uh, you know, it's like I always say, as long as we win, there's no problem with anything. So I just got to make sure, however, we're playing as a, as a group. We just got to pull our dubs in the end. Um, 
no matter how many shots I take, no matter how many points I score, our job is to win as a whole, as a group. Um, so I don't, I don't know what that will take, but we as a unit have to make sure that we win these games. You're right. I think you're right, Alex. There's like this absurd sense of pride of him proving that they can win games without him having to take 20 shots. So if they lose this series, is he going to be like, yeah, well, we didn't win, so I probably should have taken more shots. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't unless he's so so confident they're going to win this series, which is a good, maybe he is, and that's a good thing to have confidence. But like, I don't think it's I don't think it's good for your confidence to be so high that you're taking thirteen shots in the in the Eastern Conference Finals as the best player I mean, he, on your team. Unless he's just totally trying to throw the media off his scent, and he's planning on coming out and taking a ton of shots. You know, yeah, which is possible. But it's possible. It just That'd does, be cool. it's not not an ideal soundbite. If, if if you think like I do, that uh, part of the issue is that he's not shooting well. It's not not ideal for the Heat, but maybe he's right. He, they've gotten this far, doing it this way. So I guess until they're to, until I guess they until they get knocked out. I guess. He's yeah. right. I mean, he He's might take right. him to the finals. I don't know. Yeah, I guess he you know, could. You know who I think? You know who I think desperately needed that uh, those extra couple days rest is Goran Dragic because he was horrible in Game mm-hmm. Three. He, this is one of those ones where we we talked about plus minus and when it means something and when it doesn't mean anything. He was minus twenty nine, and the next worst guy was minus ten. Kelly Olynyk. There was he was minus, and he was 20, like, what was he like two of eleven from the field or something? Two of ten, one of five from the yeah. three-point range, uh, five turnovers. Like, and he, he he's getting up there. Uh, how old is he? he's thirty-four? I, I think these extra days of rest could not have come at a better time for Goran Dragic. Probably good for Gordon Hayward too. Definitely, yeah. Played played a decent amount of minutes in his first game back, and then he gets four days off. Good for him. He was really good for them. Uh, Celtics are minus three. This series is too tight for me not to take the team with the points. So Heat are getting the points. I'll take the Heat. Yeah, I'm going to take the Heat too. F- interesting to note, Scott Foster is refing tonight, so it should be a fun game because it just seems like anytime he's refing, some wacky. Isn't stuff that happens. like? Isn't that like the the number one objective for a ref is to not be seen or heard? It does. It, we shouldn't know. You know, we shouldn't. Oh, it's no. It tells me he's not a great ref. That's all I need to know. Yeah, I like again. I, I tend to give the ref benefit of the doubt, but the evidence against him has become pretty damning in terms right. of. I mean, just, just the fact that, that you made that happening. point, yeah. yeah, that we're mentioning his name ahead of the game. Well, the fact, right, the fact that it is le- like that people are talking about the fact that they know he's going to be refing. So exactly, like buckle That's your seat, like bu- buckle your seatbelts because Scott Foster is the ref tonight. Uh, by the way, Adam Silver says his best guest for the next season. His best guess is that next season won't start until sometime in 2021. There was a thought that it could start around Christmas this year. Just to get it yeah, going okay. so they could have a full season. I thought that got that got nixed pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't That's know. too tight of a turn. That's just way too tight of yeah. a turnaround, in my opinion. Yeah. But. Well, we'll see. A lot of off-season content for us then. All right. We'll uh we'll see you tomorrow and we will find out. Wait, did I say I'm picking I'll take the heat too. I don't know if I said that, but I'll take the heat also. 
uh, and we will find out. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, and maybe we'll have a tied series. Ooh. You like that? Ooh. You like that? Ooh, some good tease. See you later. Awesome. <laughs>